Welcome everyone to another episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, episode 73. I want to say it's a 73. As a matter of fact, it is 73. Um, yeah, initially this was just going to be a YouTube video, but you know, might as well. Uh, since I know I'll probably end up running long, might as well make it a podcast episode as well. Um, so without further ado... Um, Let's get, well, well, I guess before we get started, uh, shout out to the fourth line goon. Um, I haven't, I've had this for a little while, which inside of it, for those that um, are in St. Louis and watching the video version of it, um, is the blonde um, from uh, Perennial Brewing out in here in St. Louis. Um. But yeah, I've had I've had that uh this little uh gl- pint glass for a while. Uh, it's actually the first time I actually drink out of it, so um, save it for the episode. But well, for do diving in though, um, we have a firing, uh, with the whole turmoil with the whole Rangers and basically the fallout from uh the Tom Wilson. Uh, thing with Busnevich and uh, Panarin and the you know Department of Player Safety being you know really dropping the ball on it obviously and uh, yeah and ever since then the Rangers publicly uh, said that you know they didn't you know agree and basically questioned uh, George Peros and his uh, authority uh, making a bill oh as authority and his rigging decision-making abilities and NHL didn't like that uh find them a quarter million dollars and after that their president and their uh general managers both get fired uh and now on top of that the rangers have fired uh david quinn their head coach so now there's a vacancy for that head coaching position for the Rangers. Um, and I know I said in the last episode, which I didn't, I did end up correcting myself at the end of the episode um, that I initially thought that the Rangers uh, in the old system would have made the playoffs. They would not have, but they would have barely, you know, they were like raw on the outside looking in, but still um, now I still on no, maybe David Quinn is the reason why. Um, the reason why he got fired was indeed because of the play. Um, but the rest of those other guys wasn't, it definitely, it, it definitely was not because of the play. It was definitely because of the comments that they made about George Peros and his decision-making abilities. Um, but with that said, in other news immediately after, um, the Rangers have interviewed Gerard Gallant for that head coaching job after uh getting permission from the golden knights um earlier today so um that's good to hear uh especially if you're a rangers fan because uh gerard gallant's a pretty much a he's definitely a player's coach uh, it did serve him well in vegas um uh, or at least it definitely served him well uh to get the uh golden knights into the stanley cup final uh in their first year um so you got that going for him um, but yeah, uh, I don't know who else that they might try to interview, but at least from what has been reported, Gerard Gallant is definitely, uh, 
the big name. I don't know if they have, yeah, I don't know if they've interviewed anyone else, but uh, they definitely have gotten a big name in Jared Gallant for them. Uh, but per Pierre Lebrun, uh, one team that does not have a vacancy, uh, as along with the Rangers now having a vacancy, Colum- the Columbus Blue Jackets, and off the top of my head, the Blue Jackets and the Coyotes. They have a vacancy behind the bench for a head coach. Um, but a lot of people, there's a lot of speculation that the Philadelphia Flyers would follow that suit. But per Pierre Lebrun, um, that is not the case. And apparently, Elaine Vigneault will be back uh, for the Flyers after they definitely underachieved because the beginning of the season, they were, they were promising, very promising. And then all of a sudden, like, just, all the wind just in their sails just died, like absolutely died. Um, and now they're not in the playoffs. But as the meme continues, though, that uh, it's like they make the playoffs and then they don't, and then they do, and then they don't, and then they do, and then they don't. So congratulations, Flyers fans. You're going to make it next year uh, if the meme continues. So got that going for you. Uh, and then also kind of an interesting thing uh, with Patrick Marlowe now holding the record for most NHL games played. Uh, the LA Kings gave him, uh, gave him a, what looks like a bottle of wine uh, that even sh- says a hundred uh, 1768 NHL games played and then 124 games played versus the LA Kings. Congratulations from your friends at the LA Kings. So, uh, it's very uh, heartwarming, but at the same time, also kind of funny. So I uh, thought I'd add that. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know, really know how long this episode is going to be, though. But uh, our, basically, the remainder of this episode is going to be straight up. Um, well, before I guess before I can go into that. Um, blues. I initially was going to do a game of the night yesterday, um, which also yesterday was the second anniversary or birthday, however you want to call it, uh, hence the title of this episode, of Easy Hockey Reviews as the, as the whole thing, not not just the, the, the podcast, uh, the whole operation uh, two years ago is when it started. So, uh, hooray. So... Um, but yeah, it's uh, quite surreal. I've been doing this for two years now. But in honesty, even though I've done it for two years, I've basically only done it for a year because I've deployed during this time, along with moved and all these other breaks that I've had to take. So it's probably, even though I've been active for two years, I've basically have only been doing this for a year. So we'll we'll see. We'll hope that the next year does not have many, if not any, breaks. Um, so then we can, you know, get some momentum because every time I start to get momentum, it just dies and then keeps and then go back and then get it going and then dies again. So um yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that it works out this time, but uh, but yeah. Uh, 
But with that game of the night that I was going to do yesterday, long story short, another thing that kind of like is like, all right, I mean, even though, yeah, I don't want to be that dude that, you know, doesn't do stuff because their team is losing or whatever. But as I'm driving home from work, three nothing, um, we're behind three nothing in a Minnesota Wild game. And I'm like, uh, if, if, if they go for nothing, I'm just going to turn this game off and whatever. But I was just like out of it. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to cover it. Um, and then just do the pod tomorrow. Um, hence what I'm doing now. And then as I turn on my TV, they start scoring left and left, left and right, left and right, left and right. And then seven unanswered goals. Seven of them. That's insane. I don't think I've ever seen that ever in my life. Seven unanswered goals. And I want to say like four of those. Uh, or four or five of those were just in the second period alone, which is a notoriously bad period that they normally will do. So at least, thankfully, they had their second period in the first, and then they basically, you know, carried momentum from second and third periods. So there you go. And then also a stat that came from that game as well that I found pretty intriguing that Darren Pang brought up during the broadcast yesterday was that um, David Perron uh, is the first blue to have. I can't tell. I can't remember if he mentioned like throughout a season or through 50 plus game or however many plus games. I think he said like through like 50 plus games. He's the first. David Perron is the first player to be at least a point per game since Pavel Dimitra did it. And I want to say he said like 0203. The 0203 season. Um, rest his soul. Uh, Pavel Dimitra. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a pretty insane statistic. Um, and David Prons is absolutely on fire right now. And which with that kind of makes me afraid that he's going to be um, either A, he's going to be protected, but at the same time, I fear I fear that because of how you know well he's doing, that the Blues will try to use it as a bargaining chip to get more either more picks or a higher asset. But at the same time, it, I guess it all depends on the asset. But the dude, he, uh, every time he leaves, he comes back. So I mean, I don't want to take it for granted, but. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But at the very least, we can use that, you know, tenacity and his effectiveness this season, well, this off uh, postseason, and uh, see how far the Blues wagon can go. But with that said, going into playoff talk, though, I have a lot of clarification as to how the playoffs will go. But before, before we get into that, uh, they with the whole CDC uh, mandates being um, altered. So now uh, I want to say they make it to where in most situations, fully vaccinated uh, individuals, although it's going to be kind of hard to, you know, tell those that aren't vaccinated to wear their mask or not. 
um, because they haven't been doing it. But fully vaccinated folks in most situations don't have to wear a mask anymore, regardless of outside, inside, don't matter. So with that said, a lot of other uh, towns and cities in America, in America, all right, for those that listen in Canada, even though there's like a fraction of the listenership that actually is from Canada, which actually I'm, I'm quite depressed about, but, you know, maybe we can change that. Um, that they've changed the capacities that they're allowed to have people in the building. So, for example, uh, Nashville Predators will be allowing a, a maximum so far uh, at the moment of 12,135 uh, people in the building. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes will be allowing 10 to 12,000. Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, 5,000 for game one, and then they'll be upping it to 9193. Um, Florida Panthers will be allowing 900,000 plus. Uh, St. Louis Blues, they initially started with 1,400, then they bumped it up to 4,000, and then uh, for the playoffs, they'll be bumping it up to 9,000. Uh, Colorado Avalanche will be 77.50. Vegas Golden Knights will be 75.67. Tampa Bay Lightning will be 7,000. Uh, New York Islanders will be 6,800. Washington Capitals, 5,000. Uh, Minnesota Wild, 4,500. Boston Bruins, uh, 4,291. Uh, 4,291 people they'll allow in the building. Uh, and that's all of the teams that will be allowing people in the stands because Canada being Canada, um, Take it either way, you know it's your it's your right. But Edmonton Oilers, Canadian uh, Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Winnipeg Jets all will not be allowing any fans in the stands because of Canada's man- mandates. Because uh, we seem to forget that other countries have different laws, so and are handling stuff differently, um, which is you know why they're different countries. They can handle stuff differently, but. Um, but at least, you know, we're seeing positive trends. So if the positive trends keep continuing, we should be, as they say, back to normal by the start of next season. At least in the United States, at least. Uh, I don't know about Canada. Canada might be where we in America are now by that time. But once again, it's, it's all contingent on that. Or at the very least, hopefully, um, they can. Well, hopefully, they can loosen up the uh, the travel thing because there's they're still holding. From what I can understand, they're still holding it um, to where they wouldn't be able to do a traditional uh, playoffs to where, like, say, like Toronto and Boston, Boston wouldn't be able to get into Canada as easy you know, as. Um, they would normally, but uh, we'll get in, we'll get into prospects of uh, matchups in about two seconds. Uh, after I mentioned that, apparently uh, the NHL chief content officer Steve My- uh, Mayer or Meyer, I don't know, I think it's Mayer. Uh, Steve Mayer has uh, told ESPN that the NHL will not award the Prince of Wales Trophy, which. Uh, goes to the Eastern Conference champions or the Clarence S. Campbell Bowl, who goes to the Western Conference champions this season because they are no, there are no divi- uh, conferences. 
So that clear that so with that clarification out of the way, because one thing that I think is going to confuse a lot of people when it comes to who they think are going to go to the finals is the bracket that NBC put out where they have the North and West divisions on one side and then the East and Central on the other. Which I even had this mindset of thinking, oh, okay, so whoever wins out of the West and North will face whoever comes out of the East and Central, right? No, that's actually not how it goes. So they even, the NHL themselves came out with a little graphic that has all four um, divisions and all four teams from each division uh, from each division on here. So it, they say teams that advance to the Stanley Cup semifinals will be seeded by regular season points, number one versus number four and number two versus number three. Okay, you're with me here. So there could be a scenario where in the semifinals, not the finals, the semifinals, a team from the West could verse the team from the East or vice versa with the North and Central or North and East versus West and Central. Like all that, those different matches up uh, matchups is all contingent on seating. So for, so for an example, in the semifinals, we could have a Penguins versus the Blues or Penguins versus the Canadiens, or a Hurricanes versus Canadiens, or a Hurricanes versus the Blues, the Panthers versus the Wild, the Capitals versus the Jets. You know, you, you know, keep going and you know, on and on and on. We could have in the semifinals uh, Vegas versus Boston. We could have Oilers versus Boston or Oilers versus uh, the Bolts or Vegas versus the Bolts. A lot of matchups and the semifinals, let alone the finals. Now, on my bracket for the bracket challenge, I did put Blues versus Pens with Blues winning because I've been yearning for that. Uh, I've been yearning for that class of 1967 Stanley Cup final that I got deprived from in 2016 when the Sharks uh, snubbed the Blues in six to go on to lose to the Penguins in uh, in, uh, 2016, which I was thankful that the Penguins won on that, of course, but uh, I would have loved to see the Blues versus the Pens in the Stanley Cup final, you know, class of 1967. But... uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, with that clarification, that just opens up a whole mess of uh, potential matchups um, instead of being clear and cut and dry with North, whoever comes up out of the North and West versus whoever comes out of the East and Central. Not like, no, there's, and hell, there could, I mean, it'd be a... Um, a very interesting situation where there could even be a possibility that the North could 
a representative from the North Division could verse the um, representative from the West, and vice versa with someone from the East could very well verse someone from the Central in the Stanley Cup Final. If if seed if seeding gets to that point, and then say like two number threes, so say like the Wild and the Bolts, uh, who are both seeded as number threes, make that. That number four would be determined basing off of what they had in points, regular season points. So, yeah, be uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of confusing, but at the same time, I mean, it's also kind of not like it could definitely be much more, you know, cut and dry, especially if they had conferences, which they're not doing. Uh, if they if they had conferences, it'd be so easy. It, it would be just like the old way. But I mean, obviously, the way that you get those teams would not be the old way. But but I digress. But I'm just thankful that this is going to be a little bit more of a as close to traditional uh, as we can get at the moment because you know the play in round last year. Um, after the pause and then doing the play, the whole 16 uh, wins to the cup after that, uh, which at least this, if you win the cup this year, you can virtually take the asterisk talk out. Um, Cause last year, yeah, I can understand the justification to an extent but at the same time, not really, because you still had to go through 16 wins. But uh, but this, you know, you played a full, virtually a full season. Because if you're going to, and if anyone comes out there and says that there's an asterisk on this couple, then you can give the Chicago Blackhawks of 2013 an asterisk too, because that was a freaking lockout shortened season, which is vert. And that season was virtually around the same length as this one. And this one actually might have been a little bit longer. I want to say the freaking lockout one was like 48 games. So, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. You can, you know, correct me in the comments below if you're watching the YouTube version or uh, tweet me on Twitter at Easy Accurate Reviews. But with that said, I uh, just hope everyone has fun. And we have our Seneca playoffs. And then with all these uh, restrictions being lifted uh, day by day, uh, we can all go back to um, if even if we can't make into the buildings like uh, people like myself who, you know, have, you know, shit to pay for <laughs> uh, instead of dropping a grand or two every uh, for playoff game tickets. Um, you can just go to your local bars or whatever or sit at home and uh, enjoy the games there um, with other people. And uh, rejoice in the fact that, hey, we made it. We're watching playoff hockey. We're having a good time. And uh, honestly, what better, like, what better thing to do, you know, than being with other people and uh, enjoying the game that we all, you know, love, right? It was, it was a great time. And if I can just, you know, if we can just encapsulate that, you know, and really just think about that. No, a little bit rambly, but it's 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 just really awesome. Like 
words cannot describe just how far we've come in a year in a year and to think that this time last year there was nothing and now here we are but um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it short i'm gonna cut it now before i continue to ramble on in a loop so um appreciate everyone for watching and listening uh until next time uh it's been easy hockey reviews bleed hockey podcast and i'll catch you all next one thank you very much